Hello, and welcome to the Being Well podcast. My name is Forrest Hansen. I'm here today with Dr. Rick Hansen, who is the author of Buddha's Brain, Hardwiring Happiness, and a number of other books. He also happens to be my father. So, Dad, how are you doing today? I'm great. Today, we're going to be beginning a new series focused on the subject of resilience. Why is resilience important in just a normal person's life? The basic idea of resilience is that you bend when you're challenged, but you don't break. And I think about a willow tree in a storm compared to an oak tree. Oak tree is stiff and crashes and gets broken. The willow tree copes and adapts and responds and is still standing after the storm passes. We need that core of inner strength to deal with things when they're really horrible, but we also need it every day. Uh, resilience is not just for surviving the worst day of your life. It's for mm -hmm. coping and thriving every day of your life. Ordinary stresses, hassles with others, disappointments, setbacks, or just frustration or delay in attaining your goals, fulfilling your dreams. So resilience is really, really fundamental. And what's great about it is that you can grow it. So besides the ways in which resilience helps you uh, be happy, because without resilience, you can't have any kind of long-term happiness. You get overwhelmed by life. Hmm. In addition to that truth, what's also true, based on new science about how your brain works, you can actually become more resilient over time. And I'm really looking forward to exploring how to do that with you. So I think that the, the obvious question, once you say that, is how do you do that? Like, what's the process for yeah. becoming more anything, whether yeah. it's becoming more, quote unquote, resilient or just happier, kind of generally said, more strong in your core, whatever the language is that you want to kind of present that idea. How do you actually do that based on your experiences out in the world? I feel like that's absolutely the money question. Yeah. And as a long-term therapist mm -hmm. and business consultant and other things, um, I really think that that's more and more the central question, how to grow. Yeah. How to learn, how to heal, how to become more effective, how to acquire inner strengths, inner resources that are described in psychology, how to become inside yourself more patient, more loving, more confident, uh, happier, uh, more skillful with other people. How do you actually do that? And the fundamental takeaway boils down to three things. One, know what you want to grow in yourself. Be clear. What mm -hmm. are you trying to learn these days? How mm -hmm. are you trying to develop these days? Two, experience it. Try to have experiences or notice the ones you're already having of fill in the blank, whatever you want to grow. More confidence, more worth, more patience, more compassion. You got to experience it. You cannot jack a cable into the brain and suddenly make yourself more confident or resilient. Mm -hmm. You have to experience it. And then in the third step, take it into yourself. Internalize the experience so it has lasting value, so it sinks in, which means technically that it actually changes your brain for the better. Okay. So you want to know what you're trying to grow. Second, Look for experiences of it. And third, critically important, help it land inside yourself. And the how of that is really also quite simple. Uh, if you want to help the experiences you're having to have lasting value rather than just passing through and moving on, uh, stay with them for a breath or two or longer. Second, try to feel them as fully as possible, ideally in your body. And third, be aware of what feels good about it, what's rewarding or meaningful about the experience. Those three factors, the duration of the experience, the embodiment of it, 
and the reward of it are all well known in the neuropsychology of learning as factors for converting states to traits, factors of gaining from the experiences we're having rather than that, rather than them being a kind of one-off, oh, that was neat, but I'm still messed up kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I like the practicality of the approach because I think that in self-help kind of broadly speaking it's approaching the idea of like walking up to the self-help section in a bookstore is kind of an uncomfortable experience maybe because it it involves the acknowledgement that like there's something that you want to change there's something that's imperfect and i think that reframing it in terms of we all have bad experiences we all have good experiences right like bad things happen to everybody mm -hmm. and the question is just kind of what you do with those bad things this mm -hmm. isn't some profound new age statement it's not like a transformational learning experience of something like that it's a very practical day-to-day -day process of taking in positive experiences and turning them to positive traits inside of yourself is that about right that's what i'm talking about and, and let me kind of frame it so first off think about any time you go on a little on a trip long or short mm -hmm. maybe you just go for a walk in around your home and I think about what are the supplies you want to have with you? What do you what's in your wallet? Uh, what's in your refrigerator? What's in your little backpack? We need to have supplies with us for the road of life. Inner supplies like patience, understanding other people, grit, determination, mindfulness, compassion, joy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We need to have those supplies. That's, for me, it's very practical. And it's based on a kind of hard-headed clarity that life is often challenging. For some people, it's always challenging. And a lot of stuff boils down to what do you have inside yourself as you deal with challenges? It's great for the external world to be better. And yes, of course, we should do mm -hmm. everything we can for the world outside ourselves. But man, the cavalry's not coming in a lot of cases. It's on us. So for me, this really is old school, boils down to self-reliance. If you're relying on yourself, how do you grow? your inner resources so that you've got more inside you can draw on for when things are hard and also when things are relatively ordinary. Right? And that goes to a fundamental idea in psychology to finish here that the course of a person's life really boils down to three things. How they respond to or deal with challenges and vulnerabilities and then what resources do they bring to bear. So challenges like tough conditions or the remnants inside yourself from a rocky childhood, challenges, vulnerabilities, what do those things wear upon, like a tendency toward anxiety mm -hmm. or self-criticism or uh, a physical vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And then third, resources, resources outside yourself, in your body, but especially in your mind that you draw upon to deal with the crud. And what we're focusing on here in particular is how to grow those resources that make all the difference in the world hardwired, literally, into your own body, especially your nervous system. So I think it's intuitive for most people that we want to develop more strengths. We want to become more mindful. We want to be more courageous. But I think that You want people, to be happier. Happiness yeah, is a strength. Yeah, exactly. Happiness is a strength. We want to be happier. Um, but I think that most people experience those strengths as like heart strengths, if that makes sense. We go through life and we have a moment where we kind of pull up our big boy pants and we're really just more courageous. We we seize the moment, whatever it might be. Um, you were talking about them in terms of brain strengths. You were talking about hardwiring this into your brain. What do you mean by that? Right. Well, two key ideas. First, it's important to appreciate the fact 
that most of who we are is learned or grown over time. Fundamentally, research shows that roughly about a third of who we are mm-hmm. is baked into our DNA. Okay. But the other two-thirds is based on how we learn from our experiences, mm-hmm. which is incredibly hopeful. Yeah. It means that we've got a lot of power. We've got a lot of influence over how we develop. Second key point, that process of development, of mm-hmm. acquisition of inner strengths, psychological resources, like happiness or determination, uh, those inner resources and the learning that's the basis of them are embedded in your own nervous system. People literally change the structure of their brain and other forms of neural activity when they uh, acquire inner strengths and grow in various ways. That's what's called experience-dependent neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be exploring that. Uh, We'll get into the details later, but just right now, it's really powerful to appreciate that if anybody... Uh, learns anything ever uh, or develops or grows or heals in any way ever, there must be an underlying change in the brain. And those kind of changes involve new connections forming between neurons, existing connections getting stronger, more blood coming to regions in your brain that do important things, Mm -hmm. changes uh, also literally in the expression of genes buried deep in the nuclei of individual neurons, (laughs) and a whole bunch of other ways in which our experiences can change our brains for better or worse. And we're going to focus on the better side of that equation. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a natural question in response to that, which is how does this differ from just positive thinking? Right. It's a really natural set of questions, even objections. Mm -hmm. First point, nothing in our focus about growing uh, strengths and resources and capabilities inside yourself is against helping the external world become as good as possible. It's not either or. Yeah. And in fact, by developing oneself in terms of capabilities, commitments, values, and just what it feels like to be you on any, on any given day, mm-hmm. you've got more inside you that can make the world better and can solve problems out there and help other people. So it's not either or, point one. Point two, the foundation of any lasting change has to be an authentic openness to the experiences you're actually having. We always have to mm-hmm. start with being with what we're experiencing feeling the feelings, experiencing the experience, being honest with ourselves, being mindful of our own experience. That's the foundation of everything. So nothing in this approach at all is about fake it till you make it or looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. I don't believe in positive thinking. I believe in realistic thinking. Mm -hmm. But it's important to appreciate the fact that we actually have a brain that's designed to over-focus on the negative and be overly changed by it, and to kind of skim right past what's genuinely beneficial in our lives, and to not uh, very efficiently internalize those beneficial experiences to produce lasting beneficial change inside ourselves. So if anything, and we'll get into this more later, as scientists describe it, the brain has a negativity bias. Mm -hmm. I put it, it's like Velcro for the bad, but Teflon for the good. So designed by Mother Nature through evolution uh, in really, really harsh conditions, we've got a brain that's tilted to the negative. That's useful for raw survival. But past the point of raw survival, it creates a lot of unnecessary suffering 
The negativity bias also creates a lot of unnecessary conflicts with others, and it functions as a kind of bottleneck in your brain that makes it hard to learn from beneficial experiences. So actually, as we'll be doing in this podcast, if you tilt toward the positive, you're just leveling the playing field. And then the last thing to say about this is that um, the people who most need to develop inner resources are the people whose lives are the least resourced externally. Mm -hmm. So this is not just an approach for well-to-do affluent people who are just playing around trying to add more cherries to the frosting on their cake. This is really for people who are grappling with very serious issues because as the world is slow to be helpful, what you can always do, though, is you can grow the good inside yourself for your own sake and that of other people. So hopefully about once a week throughout this series, we're going to be looking at a specific strength, something like self-caring, mindfulness, courage, among many others. And we're going to address kind of a specific component of it, some yeah. element of that strength that's important to grow in our lives. Yeah, and that's really important, especially these days when... On the one hand, many things are better today than they were 50 years ago. On the other hand, many, many people feel very uh, pushed around by or unable to do anything about forces of all kinds, sure. and uh, including large-scale economic, cultural, political forces. It's really great to know in the middle of those choppy waters mm -hmm. that there's a lot you can do inside yourself to uh, develop and grow no matter what is happening around you. Yeah, I think that what you said in terms of most of our traits being developed over the course of a lifetime yep. is really central and really hopeful here. Because I think that people tend to think of themselves, and I know I certainly think of myself, as a certain kind of person. You already know? baked. Yeah, already stuck. baked. Done. For you know? better or worse. Exactly. Where you're kind of trapped inside of who you are. You know, you are a person who is irritable, or you are a person who is late a lot, or you are a person who has a rough time studying consistently, whatever it might be. But I think that it's a really kind of powerful moment to have um, the moment of realization that you're not trapped inside of those traits, that they don't necessarily define you, and that you really can change them for the better. Absolutely. And whatever is good already inside you, you can grow it further. So in our next podcast, we'll be starting that process by taking a look at the importance of being for yourself, how to really be on your own side when times are tough, rather than approaching your problems with an excessively critical eye. Um, so Dad, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to doing this in the future. Excellent.